Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They live in the forest. I'm definitely hearing... This is a scenic route. I'm trying to I'm trying to make its friend. Yeah, what the hell did you do to bring him here? Were you making some sort of commotion? Usually if you peek at the peaks, uh, you'll know right where you're going. You aren't as surprised as anyone else. Hi, is your owner evil? Oh, well, there's your song. All 15 verses. It's exactly like that. I want to see both passes. What kind of animals are prey? I'm a dexterous little tabaxi. Oh, are you kidding me? I'll explain that to you later because I don't know how to do it fast. Shit. There's an old movie. It's called The Sound of Lutes. <laughs> Hold on, what's your whole thing with movies? The movies don't exist. <laughs> An old play. Yeah, you came up with a D&D name for the sound of music, <laughs> right. but not bothered to change movie to something <laughs> That's appropriate. That's good. I just, it just slipped. Sorry, film. Sorry, <laughs> film. <laughs> 
Dice Shame. This is Season 2, Episode 24, Off the Beaten Path. MVP this week is One Armstone 18 from Discord, who just started Season 2 and is sad that they'll be caught up soon. Worry not, friend. Plenty more to come, and also, you'll get to hear this shout-out real soon! High Falls, New York, 1845. Famous spirit medium Lena Fox uses her powers to profit off the rich and powerful, but rival medium, hypnotist, and level 20 mage Oliver Hollow swoops into town with a bag of tricks like she's never seen. In their battle for control of High Falls, Hollow and Fox unleash mystical forces, unearth long-buried sins, and reveal an ancient prophecy that will change High Falls forever. All eight episodes of Seance High Falls, a new audio drama, are available now on Sambu Theater, written by Mark Harris and directed by our very own Harlan Guthrie. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. All right, should we play some D&D? Let's do it. So you guys have been playing D&D for quite some time. I mean, some of you much longer than others of you, depending on your background. I want to know if there is a specific battle, a specific monster, some some circumstance that stands out in your mind that is the best encounter you've ever played. Oh. Can I do one that I've run, not that I've played? No. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Because I don't. I, I can't no. think of one that I've. Played. No, you can't. Just Fuck. Okay. Of course you can. I gotta go. No. Play. <laughs> well, if you go back a couple episodes now, <laughs> um, I was running a game and there is this one character. I never know whether it's pronounced Nothic or Nothic. Oh yeah. yeah, those things I, are freaky. I go Nothic. Yes. Yeah, Nothic. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, those Nothics. <laughs> and that one I think was the most it was like the most fun encounter to run because it was like the most fun voice I got to use, which is sort of mm. like this weird kind of like inhaled whisper, like mm. mistimed kind Let's of hear thing. You like do you it. know, I was gonna say, can you break Do us off it. a piece? Uh, just by that description, it should sound like something like this. Hi, <sighs> <laughs> <I> Alex. Well, <laughs> well, well <laughs> it's like it's hard to do, but it was well, like, well, you have to breathe in and out. Each like sort of on ooh, each word. Very and, cool. Uh, and I don't want to talk to that person for longer. No, than it was like it was a lot of fun to run that to run that uh, thing though, because it was just very very creepy and low key. Aside from that, my favorite encounter was I ran an uh, I was running the same same game, and uh, they ran into like a warlock, and he was just filling in for someone else. Mm-hmm. And the party decided to kill him, and I made sure that he did not fight back. He was just super annoyed the whole time. He's it's like, like <laughs> I yeah. wasn't even supposed he was, to be here today. Basically. And then they're just like, he just, oh, just shoot him with more arrows. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. the whole party's like, are we the bad guys? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think you are now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, mine was in Dice Shame. At least it comes to mind. It's probably the Bodak, which was a creature that you ran for us, darling. Mm-hmm. And it was during Jack's time in the stone giant. Uh, and uh, it was the creature that was like really dark and stealthy and it just had to look at you and it did like 3D10 psychic damage. Mm-hmm. It was a very brutal creature that was undead and that we hadn't really experienced before. Um, and it like just, I remember it like slinking to the shadows and like kind of, oozed its way out and it was just a very creepy depiction overall yeah i loved that 
very scary to think about a creature sneaking up on you to make you look at it. Yeah, the de- it had like a death gaze. Yeah, yeah, death gaze. Kind of like a Medusa, but way, way more evil. Yeah, and it doesn't like flee or anything like that. There's Just some like cool, fucking there. cool freaky, freaky shit with that yeah, one. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, definitely that one. Cool. A couple of years ago, I ran a, a, a game where the adventure was building up to this cult summoning the Thunder Boar, which was this like kaiju boar thing and that battle quickly turned into like a paul bunyan-esque tale of like the adventurers riding around this boar for three weeks as they tried to tackle it down or something like it just (laughs) became it it spiraled out into this like tall tale kind of thing that people would tell stories about cool where we just sort of were like i don't know how this is actually going to end but let's just talk about the stories people tell about this weird thing that happened Mm. that's fun that is kind of neat it was a blue ox yeah Maybe not in this circumstance, but who knows? It was it like be. a boar, like a giant boar. This, and you this was a, a thunder boar, but yeah, it's kind of like cool. babe, the big blue ox. Thirty to fifty boars. I can't. I honestly, my memory sucks, as you know. But um, I think in this, in the Storm King's Thunder, I've really enjoyed battling. Um, if you say giants, <laughs> <laughs> the wolves from last session. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That, uh, is it Nurgle Chaos Hammer? Chaos Hammer? Yeah. That was Did I fight yeah. him? Or who was the other guy? The Flame yeah. Tongue. Morgir Flame Tender. Morgir, yes. Sort of the, the grandiose, you know, the the gladiator ring. That that was kind of exciting for me, I guess you could say. Yeah. A, a one-on-one battle is obviously going to stick out in your head for sure. Yeah. I think my favorite dice shame battle was the sort of one-two punch of the first time we approached um Gridhog and like fucking mm. lost I was sick of that and then too. having yeah. to come back and like mm. be successful after a, a session or two of like regrouping that had a really good like you know what to it it felt very satisfying you kind of took the words out of my mouth in one sense oh, because i was going to suggest no no i was going to suggest that Rob. big <laughs> I can't shadowy it. creature that actually ended up killing Kraloth. Yeah. I think there's Spoilers. something, but there's something. Well, if you're at this point, you're a little bit late to <laughs> <in> the game. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> what happened? But if you're, you know, like if you consider the ones that we didn't win. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it has to be a win. That to me is kind of a little bit, a little bit intriguing. You know, the, the creatures. <laughs> I mean, I fight, just if win. we're just sticking with dice shame, I also loved Frog Hemoth, and Frog I loved good. the Tomb Tapper. Because um, mm. that fucking thing came in like the Kool Aid Man, which was like that was awesome. Uh, it was like a hammer-headed or something. No, it did hammer- have a head. Yeah. It had a giant mouth on its torso, and it and, carried this huge stone oh, hammer. Yeah, and, and it, it like, only wanted to kill the magic Jack. user. It had like burst in the wall and just hey, what does the Kool Aid Man say? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> hi there. Hey there, it's me. Hi, it's me. Yar, pirate Kool Aid. Bonjour, it's me, the Kool Aid. Hello, salut. Je suis Kool Aid. There was another one. I remember texting Joe afterwards, where it was like the first time I'd ever played a character who got to like go Nova and use every single spell I had in one fight oh, or yeah. something. When was that? I don't remember what fight it was, but it was like it was a really cool feeling. For me, I think it was probably the frog hemoth because I remember swallowing Doran and feeling so accomplished. <laughs> it felt like the perfect CR for the party where you guys were really up against the rails and you had to be really strategic. But in the end, you Lost. killed the creature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but guess what? 
Lots of good fights are yet to come. I can only promise you that I will try to make every future battle as memorable as one of these. It's hard <laughs> to constantly try to one-up yourself, especially when you're like, well, here's a bunch of wolves. But anyway. Yeah, wolves. <laughs> anyway, here's wolves. Here's some wolves for you. <laughs> On that note, let's play some D&D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Woo. You're welcome. Red says as he starts jogging up towards the party where they all stand around the dead wolves. You have vanquished the wolf threat. Congratulations. <laughs> you saw that arrow coming out of nowhere? Just bazoom right through that thing's throat. Incredible. Yeah, well, it's what I do as the only archer in this place. And Red, like, <laughs> kind of gives an eye to Mari. <laughs> she stays kind of blank but sort of, like, raises one eyebrow. Just, like, like one of those looks where you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Veranda and I found some rabbits, I think. I did. I found these rabbits. So, Red, uh, you, you owe me a song. And Veranda sort of starts trying to roll a dead wolf off of her bedroll. <laughs> Maybe that song on the road a little ways, just away from the corpses of these weird magical wolves. Yeah, what the hell did you do to bring them here? Were you making some sort of commotion? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, Doran was trying to teach us how to fight. Yeah. And it was going, it was going okay. And, and Mari sort of like tucks her, her bruised hand into, yeah. <laughs> into her like pocket, <laughs> trying to hide the fact that like one of her knuckles is like clearly scraped. Jack's also rubbing his knuckle where he, like, accidentally clocked Doran in the neck. Or <gasps> you two don't know how to fight? Well, uh, whoa. Uh, Way I, too late in the game. It's episode 170. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I Like, I, I understand the fact that maybe I don't know how to fight. It's not really a thing that's come up. But, I mean, if you want to point any fingers, you could point them at Jack. He's been here the whole time. <laughs> Jack. That's fine. All right, let's move. There's too much blood over here. You know, I think they just came out of nowhere. Like, you know... I think wolves, if I'm not mistaken, they they live in the forest. Oh yeah, there's tons of them around here. Technically, we're in their house, and we're I guess we're visitors, and and kind of kind of made a mess of things. Usually, I'm able to kind of stay out of their way and just not be noticed, but you guys have a way of announcing your presence. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. We are kind of loud, and <laughs> but I mean, it's not just well. I guess it is just me. Let's pack up and get on the road. And Red walks over to his bedroll and begins rolling it up, pushing the dead wolf off of his. You might want to wring it out first. Oh, it's blood. No, that's definitely blood. I thought it was water. What water are you drinking? <laughs> All right, let's go. Red starts walking down the road. Smash cut two. Here we are on the road. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's beautiful out here. Yeah, so I, I think if your intent is to get up to Scarborough, and correct me if I'm wrong, Doran, I'm sure there might be a, a better route that I'm not familiar with, but we can kind of start heading up into these foothills just in the next couple of hours. Jack and Doran and Veranda are up at the front, and Veranda's kind of talking to Doran about how to get to his right. homeland. And Jack is like really got a big boner about geography and stuff. He's got a map up. He's got a scrap of a treasure map in one hand, and he's going through everything he can to try and fit one to the other and figure <laughs> out where <laughs> this map fits. You know. Go, well, I'll, I'll know it when I see it. I mean, I can't really point it out on a map. It's just sort of one of those things. I'll know the, this peak and that peak, and... 
Usually, if you peek at the peaks, uh, you'll know right where you're going. Because <laughs> we also say this kid's peak of the peaks. <laughs> Is that a dwarven saying? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say dwarven. How long has it been since you've been back, Doran? It's been at least a, a year, I think. A year or two. <laughs> Maybe longer. I don't really know. 17 years, <laughs> actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> no, it's been a few years, at least. You know, I can't really remember. I've been on the road with these, these, yeah, people. Friends. Riff Friends, off? yeah. Hey. Red is uncharacteristically at the back of the party, kind of with his bow still lightly held in his hand and, and an arrow even sort of drawn. And he's hanging back with Mari as the other three are kind of up front. Uh, Flycatcher sort of dipping around between us and Red catching him with his eye. And, and he turns to Mari in a hushed voice and says, I had a little bet there with Veranda in the woods to hunt a rabbit. Yeah, she mentioned something about you singing a song. I didn't know you were. I'll like sing it. my song when I'm ready. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm not. I didn't. Just, I just didn't know you were a music guy. I sing like a beautiful bird, but that's not the point. I threw the bet. I wanted to watch Veranda. Something about is sitting a little uneasy with me. What's tipping you off? She seems fine for a, for a lady we found who was a statue. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, she hardly reacted to that weird bag we found under the tree. We all were a bit awestruck, and she sort of just shrugged it off. Beyond that, she she seems to be awfully okay with, with everything we've been up to, including our general purpose, just tagging along for the ride. Everyone else we've come across in this way is a little bit more inquisitive, a little bit more standout-ish. I don't know, something about it just sits off with me. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, She seems fine, but you're right about the fact that she doesn't really seem to react to anything. She just kind of just goes with it. And that, I mean, even even I wasn't feeling super confident when I joined. And and Mari's watching Flycatcher as it sort of flits around. And uh, and she casts very quietly speak with animals. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. What are you casting? <laughs> I saw you move your hand. Okay. Shh. I want to chat with the, the Tressum. Flycatcher immediately turns to look at you as the effects of this spell come into play and he flits around your head inquisitively. What do you want me to do, Mari? Are you doing something? Flycatcher's looking at you. You want me to cause a distraction? You know, keep an eye on them. And if they, and if, 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 especially Veranda, if she turns around, just. Maybe. I, I, I gotcha. And Red runs up. I owe you a song! I'll sing a loud song! He, like, turns over and winks at Mari. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so she turns back to the Tressum, and she, she goes, Hello, Flycatcher. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I hope you're feeling better after your little experience being turned into stone. It should be a really neurotic conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make its friend. I'm trying to just be nice to it. <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to do? Just go up to it and be like, hi, is your owner evil? <laughs> hey, what's your deal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you into? No, I love it. It's great. You like sports? Yeah. The the Tresum lands beside you and begins padding alongside as you walk, looking up at you occasionally and then also kind of distractedly looking into the woods. And then down at the gravel as if expecting a, a mouse to pounce out at it and then looks up at you again. I pull a little piece of jerky out of my pocket and give it a, you know, sort of hand it to it like a little treat. You know, the way that cats will like grab your hand with their claws to take the thing out of your hand. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Does that. All right. And then um, 
Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, yeah, we're just traveling along with your owner. What's what's she like? Where did she find you? Um, she calls the city Everland. That shithole. Jack <laughs> 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 loudly rolls his eyes. <laughs> I found her there, and we made friends. You've been traveling together for a while. Mm? Is that a yes? It was a cat's. Affirmative. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't meow. have time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is what does she do? What does she do when you're out on the road? We travel, hunt. Hunt for what though? We hunt prey. What kind of animals are prey? Um, small things I catch. And the fly catcher starts leaping and pouncing on like imaginary bugs in the dirt. Have any other people joined you? No, we travel alone. Sometimes we stay in a big place or a small place. And my mistress works. What does she do? Boring. So boring. (laughs) Have you ever come along with a group like us before? Sometimes, yes. For a short time. And do you just leave them or does anything happen to them? We just leave when our ways go. When I follow another path. Now. Has your mistress ever been in danger? Sometimes there is danger. Yes. Like with the giant folk. She hands the, the Tressum another little piece of the jerky. And just says, is there, is there anything you'd like me to tell her? Stop murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> tell her I don't mind the dreams your dreams or her dreams she tells me sometimes about her dreams and how they trouble her do you remember what they're about silly things I don't mind them she worries about it but I don't mind do they scare her I can't tell and then the cat goes after a piece of fallen jerky and it seems like you've lost its attention Mm mm-hmm to end. Huh. Well, there's your song. All 15 verses of it. I don't think I can hear out of this ear anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty loud when I want to be. Yeah. Right beside my face, Red? Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, enjoy. And Red slinks back to the back. That was the loudest song I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's no wonder those wolves found us in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't with you. (laughs) Oh, right. So this is, I think, where um, we're going to take a a detour up into the mountains, at least, you know, a, a couple of hours down the road. As far as I know, if we want to get to... What was it? Uh, Scarborough? Scarborough. That's probably the direction we want to head up in. Unless you have some other... I don't know. Is anything looking familiar around here? Yeah, it's all looking familiar now. Yeah, actually, you know what? Thank, thanks to Red's song. Um, you know, it was a, an opportunity... Of, it gave me an opportunity to really look around and, and recognize the peaks. Because that's what, you know, as kids, we would go um, you know, peaking. <laughs> We'd peek at the peaks. Um, how can I explain this? I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So as kids, our parents taught us, you know, if you don't get lost in, inside the caves, and there was cave markers and runes and this and that. But when you're out in the wilderness uh, and you're trying to find your way around the mountains, you have to recognize peaks. So mm-hmm. 
you got to look at that one over there. Uh-huh. And then that one over there. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you, we go this way. There. And, and then, now you could have gone up that way like you're pointing, but this path, I actually know, well, at least from when I was young, it's nice. It's calm. There's a brook and a waterfall. Doran, make a survival check for me. Yes, is there actually a path there? Oh, one second. We don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have dice. That's good. <laughs> Who needs great, dice? Great start. Yeah. For real, though. Just yell out a number. That's how we used to play D&D with Henry. Just, <laughs> just say a number and then we'll... Adjudicate from there. Um, Survival check? Yes, please. That is going to be a 17 plus whatever my survival. Hey! Peaking. No joke. Doran knows these hills. Yeah, isn't that right, eh? Um, (laughs) Doran is surprised as anyone else. Well, if you're sure, I mean, I thought that this would be a better path this way, but you know what? Have you been up there? I have, actually. Well, I I haven't been to Scarborough in about, I think, four years. No. Um, You've been up that path, though, is what I'm saying, right? And yes, it's rocky, right. and it gets but a little slippery. Traversable. Oh, easily traversable, yes, of course. But this way is like, uh, there's an old movie. It's called The Sound of Lutes. <laughs> Hold on, what's your whole thing with movies? The movies don't exist. <laughs> an old play. I like that you came up with a D&D name for a... Yeah, you came up with a D&D name for the... <laughs> Sound of music, right. but not bothered to change movie to something. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I just it just slipped. Sorry, film. <laughs> I was gonna make a half joke. No, you're committed. Commit to it's the okay. bit now. Do I think it. you made a full joke. Um, have you ever seen the play "The Sound of Lutes"? The mountains are alive with the sound of lutes. <laughs> Never seen that one. No, it's amazing. And this path, I swear. You know, there's there's a scene that they do in that play, and the the woman she comes running down this really big, beautiful, grassy hill. It's exactly like that. I'm definitely hearing this is a scenic route. <laughs> yes, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm concerned because you said that one's definitely easily traversable, and then this one is the scene. Well, this one's even e- easier. That was the key point. I was just because yes. you said it was scenic. Doran during his mother's but- death. <laughs> the lutes are alive. <laughs> Dwarves grieve in mysterious ways. He's he's just taking in the fresh air and really feeling it. Bland stew for celebratory. <laughs> so when someone dies, it's singing. I think Doran is more excited that he's in a territory that he recognizes. He recognizes mm-hmm. the surroundings, sure. and for mm-hmm. the moment, you know, he's forgotten that his mother is sick. I'm just teasing. No, I know, but you make a good point. Sounds like peaking is a lovely nostalgic memory. This is just reminding Mari the fact that she's never seen The Sound of Lutes, but she has seen the musical Tabaxi, which is by Andrewith Loth Weber. (laughs) (laughs) And it just drives her crazy. It's a garbage musical for garbage people. (laughs) I mean, the hard part is that it's like none of the actual actors are Tabaxi. They just just (laughs) have people in like costumes. It's so offensive. (laughs) And there's a cut of it where you can see everyone's buttholes. The butthole play. I was trying to get there. There is, and a- she's seen it five times. She just gets keep mm-hmm. keep keep getting dragged to it. Mario, you gotta look really away. You it. gotta look away. I know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta move on. Listen, if you think this is the way that you want to go, far be it from me to to try to divert you. This isn't my mission. You know. Is so, it, uh, uh, 
Is it worth doing an insight check just to see? Like, I'm getting the vibe that she maybe has a, another stake in the route she's suggesting that we maybe aren't aware of. Yeah, totally roll. In fact, you know what? I Maybe I head over to Jack because I see his eyes kind of perk up. And so with Jack's insight and my insight thinking about what actually lies upon that other <laughs> the, path. The most insightful members of the team, the people who are best known for reading people. But I can help him. <laughs> no, you can't help each other think about stuff. But roll your dice and let's see how we get to. What did you get, Rob? Oh, seven. I mean, you can draw whatever conclusions yeah. you think Jack it, would draw from that. Exactly. Uh, Doran? Oh, actually, it's better than I thought. 12. Hey. Okay. You think that Veranda probably isn't very familiar with these mountains and that she's probably full of shit. Mm. Mm. Red walks back to Mari. Did I give you a little bit of a moment with the cat thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the longest version of that song I've ever heard. I didn't even know that they had a whole section about what happened with that maiden, but that's... Oh, I made up 90% of it. It's very graphic. <laughs> Sorry. Lusty. I know. It got really offensive in the middle yeah, there. I she, apologize. Yeah, there was... That was... Body tail. <laughs> oh, she, she, she killed a lot of people. Anyway, what did you learn? The th- main thing that I found out was that she's been having these dreams that worry her and she tells them to fly catcher and i don't know what they're about but they worry her and they trouble her and that makes me uneasy because in the back of her head she's still remembering all the stuff that went down in the sewers and that thing that was like in her speaking in her mind dreams I, hey i have a bunch of dreams that are weird too i mean the odds that she would have similar ones would be really Slim, right? The Tressum is looking up at both of you with a kind of head tilt. Hi, kitty! <laughs> and I hold my little hand out. Come on! He's safe. Up. He's very friendly. And not normally ah. this loud. Yeah, I have great rabbit jerky. Did Mari give you some? I did give it some jerky. So, But you can try. She definitely likes it. That's my brand. I made that. <laughs> yes, I did. Flycatcher winds his way between your feet and then takes to the sky and just kind of uh, circles you at kind of like a 10 foot height. Mm. Maybe we should talk quietly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to dismiss the talk to animals spell. I'm a little, I'm a little bit nervous with the fact that she's having these dreams and the fact that she just doesn't react to anything and is she trying to lead us down like a different path because watching up ahead and everyone's kind of gesturing and pointing and doran's mm-hmm. doran's got his arms out and it's <laughs> taking big deep breaths of the air or whatever and uh i don't know but why don't we catch up and see flutes are alive yeah. huh? did you did you see anything <laughs> where are we heading well we're not quite sure yet um, we're just looking at the best path up there um Veranda was suggesting there's a trail that leads this way that Doran knows about. It says it's yeah. pretty pretty easy. All I'm saying is I think, and I'm I'm pretty well-traveled overall, I think this is the most direct route. And from what I understand, we're in a little bit of a bind for time. And then she looks at Doran kind of to assess whether you actually care. Well, look, I've been gone for a few years. What's another day or two? I mean... But Doran, your mother's sick, isn't she? Oh, who knows how long she's been sick? Who knows how long she has? Anyway, Doran uh, knows of a, like a, a pastoral route with the a scenic route. Well, yeah, it's which just sounds a nice. Let's be honest. Pretty, pretty, yeah. It's, but hey, look. Um, why, why don't we uh, go your way? No, Doran, it's fine. 
you seem really set on this musical idea, and I think that's cute. Oh, musical? Did you want me to sing again? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. no, no, no. no. Yeah. Uh, Mari clamps a hand over the r- red snout. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't have a snout. I'm a cat. Sorry. I, I, I'm a fox. Snoot. I guess I do have a snout. Yeah. Don't <laughs> Snoot. Snoutish. Red sort of looks at Doran. If you want to go this way, Doran, I don't mind supporting your... Oh, I'm easy. I know both ways. Um, I want to see both paths. I really... I'm. Uh, if I had to pick, I... I think we we trump the fast path that is safe or easy to travel is probably the better one to get to a sick person than the scenic route that we could maybe take on the way back. Now, there's an idea. Doran, is that acceptable? Oh, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. And Red follows Veranda down the fast path. Excellent. You head up into the foothills of the Grey Peak Mountains for the first time for many of you. And for the first time in a while, for you, Doran, as the landscape becomes strange, craggy rocks stick up here and there out of the terrain, and Veranda picks a fairly reliable path. It begins to get dark. Your minds turn to the thoughts of setting camp. Mm. Are there other, like, people footprints in the snow on this path, or is it more like animal trail kind of path? Definitely more like an animal trail. This definitely seems like a trap, Doran. <laughs> I think Red will be up front alongside Veranda. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As we're walking, he might even just be like, so you uh, caught that rabbit pretty quickly. Well, uh, beginner's luck, I guess. Yeah. I noticed you uh, you got it with a dagger. Yeah. The one I lent you. Oh, uh, here. Um, you got it in, in its brain, the back of the head. I surprised it. I, I came around the side of a tree, and there it was, and I... I guess I can be pretty stealthy when I want to be. I suppose so. I suppose so. I'll roll insight just to see how she reacted. That's what we're all doing. 17. Yeah, she's lying to you. Sorry about this morning, Doran. I, I didn't mean to punch you in the throat like that. Um, could certainly work on a few skills there. Um... <laughs> Oh, are you kidding me? There's no problem. It was, uh, I think I think I've coughed harder, but that's okay. <laughs> I dug this knife out of my bag. I've had it like for bushcraft stuff ever since I've been an archaeologist, and I, you know, I've always thought I could probably do okay in a fight with it, but never really had to test it. I'm wondering when we make camp if you can give me a couple of pointers. Hey, that's a pretty nice knife. And Doran like takes it out of your hand and does like a cool like spinny flippy <laughs> thing with the knife, and like mm-hmm. a couple air jabs, a couple of air swipe. Yeah, Jack's eyes go wide. It's just like, oh, that, yeah. n- never mind. No, this will yeah. do pretty good. We'll give it a good sharpen. I'll show you how to use it. It's fantastic. And Doran like flips around, holds the blade and hands it back to you. Huh. As you hand the knife back to Jack, Veranda and Red, Doran, Jack, and Kieran all have to make a dexterity saving throw. Fucking... Then why'd you go this way? I... <laughs> Do I? Um, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. Just continue. Mari, as you are standing in the back of the party, you are exempt. Yay. Mm. Red and Veranda, as you are in the very front of the party, we are making our dexterity saving throws with disadvantage. Wow. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, my God. I rolled a 20 and a 1. Huh. Rough. Ba-bam. Wow. What are the odds? Red, what'd you get? 
On disadvantage dexterity roll? That's right. 24. Oh, Are you, you kidding me? Yeah, I rolled a 16 <laughs> and an 18, and I have a plus 8 for That's my pretty dexterity. pretty good. Okay. Damn. Okay. I'm a dexterous little tabaxi. Jack and Doran, what did you roll on your dex saving throws? So Jack had been, like, psyching himself up to try and grab this dagger back from Doran and uh, nailed it. Just grab the dagger. It stays on his feet. You got a 17. Nice. On the dex save. Like, he's, he's, he's ready. He's activated. Doran? Doran is too fiddly with this <laughs> knife and wasn't paying attention as he was passing it back to Jack, and he got an eight. Ooh. Oh. He, he, slips. For us there, he slips on the path before whatever you happens. Well, watch the ice. <laughs> just a moment too late that the ground underfoot is suddenly not as stable as you would necessarily like. Oh, shit, I knew there was a reason. Red, Jack, and Kieran... You are able to nimbly escape, but for Doran and Veranda, the dirt underfoot shifts smoothly and begins to suck at your feet. You try to pick them up for a next step, vainly straining against the earth, and you begin to sink into the very ground you stand on. What the hell? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, bother. Shit. Oh, help. Miranda. Red. Doran. Doran, what do you do? Uh, Quick, toss me a, a rope. I got it. I go into the bag of holding and grab a rope out. And Veranda's reaching for your help. Red, g- grab my hand. Well, hold on. Just chill. I got only one rope and two people I need to save. Mm, okay. Here's the dilemma. <laughs> no, Red goes to throw it to Doran and then pauses and he throws it to Veranda. As soon as I see Red throwing the rope to Veranda, I try to grab Doran with my mind and yank him out. Ooh. A mind yank. A mind yank, to just to shove you up from beneath and get up here. Similarly affected by magical force and by physics of rope and pulley, the pulley being Red, the ground begins to suck at Veranda and Doran's ankles, dragging them deeper into the quicksand. Weird. Let, let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. You are knee deep now. Okay, hold on. Veranda, don't move for a second. Did did you shimmy at all when I handed you the rope? I tried to pull. Don't pull anything. Just just wait. After a minute or a few seconds of Veranda not moving, is she still sinking? Doran and Veranda continue to sink slowly into this quicksand. Okay. All right. Doran reaches into his own satchel and pulls out his own rope because he's got one of those on him as well. Mm-hmm. And he hands Jack an end of the rope. What? Ties the other end around his own waist. <laughs> oh, you're gonna pull me Run with this rope and, and tie it around that rock. And he points up to a big, like, sticking out of the side of the wall rock, like a. Sure. Come on, you you can do it. Get flycatcher get- is flying these desperate circles around Veranda's head. Mari, what are you doing? I, I, I'm also going to just chuck a rope out there because that's what I've got on hand over to mm. Veranda. Is the ground that they're sinking in wet? Mm. Red, roll an investigation check. Oh, fuck yeah. That's 14. When did you get so clever? What a huh? smart boy. The ground doesn't look wet. You wouldn't expect quicksand to be here in the middle of a freezing mountainous climate. Don't even tie it onto that rock. Just pass it over top and then pass me the other end back. Yeah, uh, Jack passes it to Kieran, who's faster and stronger than him, to go run around the rock and run back to you, and then he can 
make sure you get the other end of the, the rope. And which I tie it onto the same spot. Yeah, Kieran is gleaning some of the like panic from this situation, but he's having a great time. Yeah, good. It's, it's a lot of outdoor time. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so Doran's essentially like, you know, attached he, he's attached sure. himself to a rock. Doran, you also find that as you pull on your own rope, any force that is exerted on you pulls you deeper into this quicksand. Red stands back and he casts Detect Magic. Uh, we definitely have some magic going on here. Ah, It's magic! No, just don't move for a second. This isn't regular quicksand. I, I mean, as a ranger, too, I feel like I would probably know kind of everything you find in most biomes or whatever. And this stuck out as weird. Mm-hmm. Jack, this, this is magic. It's not natural. It's transmutation. Mm-hmm. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I'll explain that to you later because I don't know how to do it fast. But in the meantime, I am going to no, uh, no, reach no. out with my hand holding the Spellguard Sphere and not magic. Doran to magic. Levitate. We can't pull them out in normal means. Right. So Doran, with Jack's magical efforts, you are pulled into this quicksand entirely. I got one more trick. Stop casting magic. It's Hold magical. On. They haven't helped before. I tried to push Miranda's him. just fucking screaming And in I'm the looking background. at Miranda. It's okay. I'm not going to cast magic yes, on you and I'm not going to try to force. This is... It, we, can, we can... As my eyes go beneath the surface of the quicksand, Doran realizes that all our efforts have just sped this up. Mm-hmm. I see Veranda is still well above the quicksand. Yeah, she's like waist deep. Doran suddenly thinks to himself, I've got to do something here. And he's like, what if I want to sink further? And he starts to say, pull me down. Pull me down. Everyone sees Doran disappear underneath the quicksand. Doran! Once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Alexander, Artistic Witch, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Brain Marie, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Creature, Cytosine, Daniel, Elizabeth H, Glory, Doug, Kirsten Wolf, Haley, Heather Nichols, KR, Lars Lasagna, Lita J, Lorelai Feldman, Last Ruth on the Left, Lost with Two Faces, Marimo, Melissa, Moss, Matilda Rushing, Matt Woodbury, Merlin, Michelle Kahn, Tama Konatsa, Reagan, Shadowhaven, Sky, Terra, Tony Pepperoni, Trapper939, and Tyler Fowler. Woo! Thank you so much! Oh. A mind yank to just to shove you up from beneath and get up. Yank here. him off. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yank me up. Mage hands. <laughs> This feels kind of uh, Whoa Very sexual My my toes What's going on This crown's got a fetish Normally being a little extra Can be a bit much But when it comes to healthcare It pays to be extra And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.